Saucy Podcast. Dip it in and sauce it up with Sergio Lopez and Vanessa Walsh. 8-Bit Saucy Podcast. Dip it in and sauce it up. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of A Bit Saucy. I am Sergio Lopez. And I am Vanessa Walsh. <laughs> and we're doing Rio Nido Roadhouse today. Second roadhouse in a row, actually. What did we do last time? Fork Roadhouse. Oh my gosh, you're right. <laughs> yeah. Those two places are so different <laughs> yeah. that I wasn't even thinking of that. I it's mean, very it's true. just a, I guess they are both proper roadhouses mm-hmm. um, in a way. Yeah, they are road stops. <laughs> this is true. Mm-hmm. I mean, I mean, most restaurants are, but yeah. Yeah, yeah so this is a restaurant that, well, I'm going to get into a lot of the history and the significance of the, of the community that this place has and all that in this episode. Um, so why did we decide to go to this place? Well, the reason <laughs> that we actually went, I mean, there are a couple different ones, but the main... Well, I don't just mean this time specifically, but like it seems right. like this was a place we kind of always talked a little bit around it, but we never really thought, oh, let's go to it. <laughs> well, right now in the times of coronavirus, there aren't very many restaurants that are open to actually dine there. Mm-hmm. And the two of us really like to go to the river and spend a day kayaking and painting, or at least an afternoon. Mm-hmm. And it's nice to get dinner somewhere out there. Our kind of mainstay is the Russian River Pub, yeah. which will be a future episode. But for sure. we thought for a change, we would do somewhere different. And there's basically only three places right now. There may be more, maybe like four. But the four I can think of are... Lucy's in Monterio, which mm-hmm. I think also is now called Rio Cafe, oh, okay. um, which used to be like in the back of the movie theater, and it's not anymore. Um, there's also the pub, which we've been to so many times in the last couple weeks. <laughs> yeah, and then there's also Stumptown Brewery, which happened to be close. Oh, excuse me, happened to be closed. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, and then there's Rio Nido Roadhouse, and I have a very um, Interesting history with this restaurant, um, and I'll, I'll get into that a little bit more, but basically I wanted to give it a chance again, because the last time I ate there, it wasn't very good, hmm. um, but I really like a lot of things about it. Um, I like the atmosphere. I like what it does for the community. I like their pool. <laughs> um, I like the owners. So there is, yeah, there are a lot of things I like about it. So, you know, I really want to give it the benefit of a doubt. Um, and yeah, give it a chance. Go eat there and review it. And also, we'll get more into this when we get into our atmosphere section. Um, but you really cannot beat their outdoor dining area. I feel like it is pretty much like the best outdoor dining in Sonoma County almost, at least from my personal taste, because I don't really need or want anything super fancy um, <laughs> when it comes to my outdoor dining. And this is like a park, beautiful park-like outdoor setting. So... Yeah. <laughs> Long story short, that those are the reasons that we decided to eat at this restaurant mm-hmm. on this on that fine evening. And also, as a person who grew up on the Russian River, I appreciate like a casual outdoor dining atmosphere. I mean, see us at the Russian River pub all these times where like you can go to the river and still be like in your bathing suit and mm-hmm. not care about like putting on airs for anyone or being fancy. Mm-hmm. It's so the antithesis of like we compared this to Gott's Roadside, like, just in the, like, vibe of their outdoor area, but it's mm-hmm. so, like, the antithesis of, like, that kind of Napa County fanciness, <laughs> you sure. know? Yeah. Like, um, I totally don't feel weird, like, being in a bathing suit there at all, and I, I appreciate that, <laughs> you know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, yeah, um, it's just, like, a chill little down-home river place. There's no, uh, yeah, there's no putting on airs about it, so... Yeah, I like I like that vibe a lot. Mm-hmm. I like the atmosphere of that a lot. Um, so Vanessa's phone is blowing up. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Actually, a um, <laughs> it's actually a friend of mine saying <laughs> some things about a bit saucy. That was our former guest Nick. <laughs> oh, how funny! <laughs> he was. I was telling him the price of my salad I ate tonight, and he, he was saying how ridiculous it wasn't to throw it at the rich. <laughs> Just like he wants to throw pizza Leah's pizza at the rich. <laughs> and he was also saying there's a couple of restaurant owners who would love to be on our show. 
which is interesting. That would that would be a nice like little level up for us. Yeah. <laughs> Hopefully, we'd like the restaurant there. Yeah. That's always my thing. It's just like. Yeah. <laughs> I hope they don't. I guess. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, so anyway, we um, yeah, we ate here and it was good. <laughs> All right. Wait. Yeah. Well. Well. I mean, it was okay. We'll, <laughs> we'll get, get into, into that. that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Sorry, we just drank a whole bunch of sake, and my brain just kind of shut down a little bit. <laughs> so I might be a little rambly. At least I made some notes. <laughs> right. Um, so this place has a quite a history, actually. Now we look. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. So uh, we looked into this, and I could have gone like way. I could have gone way into like more detailed history here, but I guess Rio Nido was originally founded in the early 1900s. I believe 1906 or 1907. Hmm. I guess just post earthquake. Hmm. Um, and Rio Nido Road was made. This is probably before the modern River Road was made. That led back um, to Armstrong Woods Road, which allowed um, access to the Mercury Mine that's back there, which mm-hmm. is a cool little secret Sonoma County spot that I've taken Sergio to before. Yeah. <laughs> um, on Sweetwater Springs. I don't Springs think road. a lot of people know about it. Oh, no, not at all. So there's this road that goes over Mount Jackson, which is a mountain in Sonoma County that a lot of people don't know about. (laughs) The peak Mm. being very near Rio Nido, actually. Um, And on the backside of Mount Jackson is an old mercury mine. And it's really, like, dramatic and crazy looking. Um, I kind of want to go paint it, but it's also kind of like a dangerous place. Right, yeah. Um, Might be a little bit of a hazard. (laughs) Yeah, totally. So this road, Rio Nido Road, was made that led from the town of Rio Nido up and over the mountain to Armstrong Woods Road, which you could then take a different road back to this mercury mine. So back then, Rio Nido Roadhouse was formed, but I'm not sure, it was not actually like called that or anything. So one thing about Rio Nido Roadhouse is that it's like the center of the small river town of Rio Nido. Like, there's hardly anything there. Rio Nido Lodge, which is a hotel right behind it, like so close behind it, you could barely even pull into the roadhouse's parking lot without like hitting the lodge, um, was also part of the original town. And then there's one or two just like little owned businesses there that aren't really like open for walk-in or anything like that. Um, so yeah, this is like the town of Rio Nido is basically like this place. Um, (laughs) so so even if the business at the beginning wasn't like called the Rio Nido roadhouse, it is, um, pretty much like the remnants of the town from, you know, this time, like over a hundred years ago. Um, but it kind of became a musical hub going way back of the town. Um, Count Basie, Harry James, the Beach Boys, the Grateful Dead, all have played there over the course of the decades from the 30s to like the 60s and 70s. Um, Jeff Ernison Airplane was there. There are all these crazy stories of bands going there and like just wrecking the place (laughs) so it's really interesting that it's become like this musical hub and that can kind of play into i guess um can talk about the atmosphere a little bit usually i save this for later in the episode but i think it's important to bring it up early here because it's such an aspect of going to this place yeah um it is pretty much literally a park (laughs) like um there's all these picnic tables everywhere i don't even think they like redesigned the layout in the age of coronavirus Mm. um so there is a community pool there that's run by the owners of the restaurant um and most of my personal history with this restaurant isn't actually eating there but it's exercising in that pool because it's very close hmm. to my house it's probably like 5 minutes away and i live in the middle of nowhere so 5 <laughs> minutes away is pretty close or maybe it's like 7 minutes but um mm-hmm. yeah in the summertime which they just started up again they have exercise classes in the pool with a very um fun teacher named Walter Thompson i think his last name is who's a local radio dj shout out Walter <laughs> <laughs> and um <laughs> it took me the longest time to figure out that during the classes he plays his own radio show. At first I really wondered like what is the show we're listening to and then after a while I figured out it was actually him. <laughs> um, yeah, uh 
But so those classes are super fun. There's a lot of old people there because the water exercise is so low impact, but they're still super fun and super motivating. So I've been to this restaurant like hundreds of times, but not eaten there because I always take this class, um, mm. this exercise class, <laughs> making myself seem like an old person. But <laughs> um, so the so yeah, now that you mention it, it does have a feel of like a a mini community park. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like as a restaurant. But it's a community park where you can order food <laughs> yeah. and drinks. Um, so that's kind of awesome. <laughs> and I always liked it for that. And that's kind of the, one of the reasons I wanted to give it such a benefit of a doubt and go eat there um, for this review. Because I, I want to love the food here. Mm-hmm. You know, this is such a local little place for me. Um, <laughs> kind of how I felt about cars driving. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just right. like I really want to su- give it my support. And, you know, and just also the convenience of it being there. And it's so beautiful there, too. That's another thing to address. Rio Nido is a big time Redwood community. Mm-hmm. It is like this park and this pool and this restaurant are surrounded by like the most beautiful towering Redwoods mm-hmm. you'll ever see. I mean, as the crow flies, it's like a couple miles away from Armstrong Woods. So, you know, that says a lot. Mm-hmm. And it's so nice on a summer's day where it's like roasting hot to get in that pool and have those redwoods towering over you, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah. Um, and then they have like a gazebo. They have like a barbecue pit. I want to see the whole like property back there is probably an acre at least. Mm-hmm. Um and yeah, there's so much fun stuff back there. There's so many like cool opportunities. They have all these like Adirondack chairs too. So it's like you can right. get out of the pool and sit at those chairs and have like a cocktail in hand <laughs> with your like towel and bathing suit. And it's like, it's a place you can literally spend an entire summer's day just like dipping in the pool, coming out, getting food, getting drinks, you know? Right. So I do wish the food was just a little better, though, <laughs> because, mm-hmm. you know, this place is so fun. Like, for me personally, the atmosphere of this place just cannot be beat by anywhere. You know, there's nowhere else that can kind of, like, hit all of these benchmarks. Like, beautiful setting, park-like atmosphere, lots of space, you know, um, cocktails are available. Mm-hmm. <laughs> food is available. Like, yeah, there's, yeah, there's no real beating it, in my opinion. And I love also, like, the town of Rio Nido and, you know, to a lesser degree, the towns of, like, Forceville and Guerneville are so, like, ungentrified still. And they still have such, like, small town feels. And that's, like, something I really love and appreciate about our Russian River community out there. That um, Rio Nido is especially more than any. Like, there's not a single store. Not a, not just, like, not chain stores. There's not a store out there. It's got such a, like, cute little small town vibe, you know. And I just love it. It's, like, that's just so charming to me. So, yeah, atmosphere, got to give this place, like, literally 10 out of 10. I love it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but um, segue into the fact that I guess I could get into, like, my personal history. Well, I didn't really finish my history corner that well. Just want to add that the current owners, Brad and Raina, um, bought this place in 2007. And... Um, Sometimes Raina joins us for exercise classes, <laughs> but um, uh, two was it one year ago that the big flood happened? Was it last year? Was it twenty nineteen? Um, I think it was. I think it was. It seems so long ago. All the crazy shit that's happened since then. <laughs> yeah, because I knew you during that time. Right, so. you knew me, but we weren't dating. Yeah, mm-hmm. I got trapped on my hill, so that was nice. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, You could see the river from my bedroom window. <laughs> but yeah, the Russian River flooded horribly very late in the year, like freakily last year. And unfortunately, the roadhouse was a major casualty. Um, mm-hmm. Not a casualty in that they died, so I guess that's not the right word. But the pool was, like, destroyed. The restaurant was totally underwater. Um, There is this, like, weird parking lot in the front of the restaurant. Mm -hmm. This has always been something that really annoyed me. There's a huge, just, like, vacant lot in front of the restaurant that's almost as big as, like, their whole property and yard. But it's all gated off. I guess it's owned by somebody else. So parking kind of sucks there. There's like a tiny lot in the back and then you can just like go park in the creepy dark forest (laughs) Mm -hmm. around it. But you can't park in this like gigantic 
parking lot in the front of it. But, um, so that's kind of an annoying thing about it. But that whole lot was just completely underwater. The restaurant was underwater. But as soon as the floodwaters receded, the nine months pregnant Raina and her husband Brad um, were just like out there pulling up floorboards, fixing everything, totally just like as soon as was physically possible, they got that place back up and running. Um, so that summer, my mom and I were taking the um, water exercise classes, and we were thinking about like, oh, wouldn't it be great if, wouldn't it be such a good day if we were to um, take our exercise class in the morning eat a nice, good, big, luxurious, like, brunch at the roadhouse um, and just, like, stay there after our class and do that and then, like, go on to finish our day out at, like, the river at Monterio. We were thinking about how great that day would be. So we decided, okay, after this flood, they've recovered. We want to give them our support. So, you know, yeah, let's do this. Let's spend a bunch of money on food there after our class. And I got my favorite, which is Eggs Benedict. Mm -hmm. And it was like a Cajun Shrimp Benedict. Um, and I've got to say, that hollandaise sauce was the worst hollandaise sauce I don't like. <laughs> like I've ever had in my life. I should have sent it back, but I hate doing that. We've talked about this, that on the show before, that I just hate sending stuff back. Um, so I didn't, but... It was like they overcooked the eggs, so they were like scrambled eggs, mm -hmm. and there was no like, you know, normally you put some lemon in hollandaise sauce, there's nothing like that. There was like no flavor to it. The actual like Cajun shrimp they put on it, it was like a Cajun Benedict, was good, but you know... We've gone over this before on this show. I have such a hard time forgiving, like, bad hollandaise sauce <laughs> on a Benedict, you know, because that's, like, the number one thing, you know. So, that was such a bummer. So, for until now, almost... It stinks! <laughs> until now, almost, like, a year later, or more than a year later, I don't remember exactly when that was, um, but it was not long after they reopened. Uh, I hadn't given it another chance. So, yeah, I decided to give it a chance again mm. with you. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I guess, last thing, I swear I've been talking forever, but I wanted to go back to way back when, when these uh, current owners first um, bought this place. I actually had a really nice experience here. It was me and my mom and my neighbor, our little, you know, local Lower River Forestville community, um, and I think one other neighbor too, and we all went and we just like had cocktails and they kind of have like mixology cocktails there. Um, and I had a steak sandwich that had crispy onions on it and you know, I'm a freak for my crispy onions. <laughs> <laughs> um, and it was really good. So I really enjoyed that experience way back in the day. Um, and there was like one bartender there and we we're like the only party there at the time. I think it was like kind of late. And she was totally, like, giving us such good service. So that was a really good time. So I haven't just had bad experiences there. I've kind of had a mixed bag. But I want it to be like the Russian River Pub, though. I want it to be, like, consistency, great, consistently great food. And unfortunately, if I'm ever going to make a choice on the based on the actual food quality, it's going to be the pub, like, across the board always, unfortunately. Mm. Um, which is, you know what, like, three minutes away. <laughs> so it's it's hard to, like, make the choice of the roadhouse when better food is three minutes away, you know, in a similar kind of atmosphere. But, yeah, that's pretty much the end of my personal history of this place. <laughs> okay. Yeah, so, sorry, I talked for so long. Gosh, 20 minutes, damn. <laughs> <laughs> but I felt like kind of I couldn't really get away with, like not talking about all this mm. um so do you want to get into our experience from last week then now yeah well oh one thing i wanted to add i did um, mention the history of music here now in the time of coronavirus this hasn't been happening but i did want to mention that this place their yard is big enough that they have like huge festivals huge like music events like every week during the summer when during a normal summer. So that's also a really fun aspect of the place. And it really brings kind of like a cool thing to the community that's not really 
um, brought by anywhere else. I mean, if you go into Guerneville during the summer, that's obviously a different story. But um, yeah, I really, yeah, I really appreciate that aspect of it as well. All right. <laughs> now we can get into our experience last <laughs> week. All right. <laughs> so when we got there, um, let's see, it was in the evening, probably um, the um, the sun was still going down. And I think by the time we ate our food, it was pretty dark. But so we um, got there and the ordering process was a little... Mm. wonky <laughs> it was so. yeah so what happened was they really only marked out like the part so where you order is basically at the bar like they have their um their they don't really even really have the menu there for you to look at you have to kind of grab one of the the um physical menus and look at them to actually look at their which i think is not what you're supposed to be doing Mm. These days, you're not supposed to, like, have uh, menus that, like, multiple people touch. Right. Which is kind of weird. They had, like, a <laughs> stack of menus, but it was at the very front at the window. Yeah. So, when we walked up, we saw, like, the specials and the drinks, and we thought, like, that was it. Right. Um, so, we just ended up picking those things. Mm-hmm. Um, so, we didn't end up ordering off the regular menu just because it was so confusing. <laughs> right, yeah. Even though I think it was things we would have gotten anyway, so that was kind of fine. But Yeah, probably. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um. And so, there was just the chalk area of where, you know, you were supposed to wait behind the person ordering. Mm-hmm. And then there was no marker after that. And so, the way that this line worked, it kind of has to snake around the um, the benches that are inside the little sort of patio area that yeah. they have that's covered by the the main deck there. So, uh, there was no real rhyme or reason to how people were even supposed to be lining up. Like, they didn't really make that very clear at all. So, there were people waiting for the orders that they had already ordered, and they looked like they were kind of in line. (laughs) Right. Well, it was confusing because there was a lot going on there. there. There was one line, and there were people, there was a waitress taking orders in the line. But then you had to pay and order your drinks at the window. Right. So because a waitress had taken our order, some entitled lady decided she was going to like cut in front of us. But then she like changed her mind about cutting in front of us and went behind us again. And then there was another lady who's like, I just want to look at the menu. So then someone tried to give her a menu and then she's like, I actually want to order like drinks and all this stuff. So she was like being kind of bitchy. And yeah. then there was a guy who had like placed a pre-order an hour ago and he had to wait in line to get his pre-order which is always really annoying when you have to wait in line with people who like don't know what they want when you've already ordered like an hour ago so (laughs) i kind of feel his pain but he was behind us and i was like well we're in line in front of you so (laughs) well he wasn't like he wasn't being rude or anything yeah but i could tell he seemed like annoyed (laughs) (laughs) yeah the main contention was with that one those two girls who came in and i i think they said that they'd never been there before so they didn't really know what was how to really figure that out there but the lady behind us the one that you said was entitled was like not being helpful at all no <laughs> like she was being super confusing for no reason i was like like i almost like you know me i'm not the person to like speak up but i almost had to say something because i was just <laughs> like like this is what <laughs> this is what's happening <laughs> yeah. but uh yeah so that lady was like because they were they were asking her are you in line and she didn't say yes or no she said something like uh i don't know like I'm just, like, I'm here, I think she said something about ordering drinks or something, like, I don't know, it was something, but, like, they kept trying to get her to clarify, and she, like, made things more confusing. <laughs> I think she was thinking, like, she didn't want to wait in the line, because she, like, wasn't ordering food, but... But she was ordering food. But she was, yeah, I don't know, yeah. she was being weird. She, she was ordering food, like, because I guess she had a bunch of kids, and but they weren't with her in line. And she wanted to get the menu for the kids so that they could order, but she was still waiting in line for, um, I don't know, I don't like order drinks or something, <laughs> something like that. But yeah. either way, like it was just making everything a mess, and and uh, 
the staff wasn't really helping much with that at all. No, and the waitress, like, taking orders in line could, it would have been helpful if she would have been like, okay, you're getting food, okay, I'll go grab your food, okay, are you already ordered, you know, I'll do this, Mm -hmm. oh, you're ordering drinks, okay, well, you should wait. Like, Mm -hmm. she could have, like, clarified, but she wasn't really being very helpful, and I get it, like, in this new reality, it's probably kind of, like, frustrating, because I think she was the only person who was, like, bringing food out to people. Right, they did look very understaffed, like, it looked like she was doing twice as much as she needed to do. And then the person who was tending bar was t- also taking orders. So that was oh, slowing right. things down a she lot. She made our drinks like while we were waiting. So right. she, no wonder the line was taking so long. She's taking orders, um, you know, taking people's money, also making the drinks. So it's like they definitely needed like, I feel like they could have had like another waitress and another bartender, you know? Oh, yeah. And that would have made the whole process a lot smoother. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. So the ordering process was not great. And no. I, re- I really wonder if we would have like gotten other things if we had like actually realized there was a menu. They, <laughs> it, it would have been helpful if they had like taken a page from the Russian River Pub and have like a menu on display, like right. on a sign. So you don't have to like go up to the actual counter where you order to see that there are menus. <laughs> right. <laughs> you know, which I don't even think they should have reusable menus because I think that's right. not allowed. I don't think it's very COVID friendly. No. Um, so, yeah, that whole thing was kind of a mess. But mm-hmm. we finally ordered. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and, okay, what did we order again? So um, I ordered what was a prime rib sandwich. Mm-hmm. And I ordered a cocktail. I don't remember what it was called. Oh, what it was, was like it? a berry. Berry icy. Berry that was icy, what it was called. Yeah. 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 Um, and you ordered. I ordered a open face brisket sandwich on Texas toast. Um, I had the choice of fries or a salad. And I went with the salad. Oh yeah, I got a salad too. Um, and I got the what was it? A bourbon. Bourbon what was my smash. Drink? Bourbon smash. Yeah. Which was. Bourbon, shoot, what was the thing on that? I don't think, oh, I'm not sure if these were on the published menu because they were like specials. Yeah, but it was bourbon, I think. Wasn't it rye whiskey as well? Rye whiskey. I believe there was like lemon or something with it. Um, Ginger beer, I want to say. Oh, yeah, there was ginger beer, yeah. Um, I'm trying to look at the hmm. menu. I'm not sure, though, because these are specials if they'll be on it. Um, let's see. Menus. <laughs> Some of these things do sound good. <laughs> so much more than what we saw. So much more. Well, this kind of goes to show we may very well have like liked what we got. Ooh, Caprice Panini. If we had like actually <laughs> been able to see a menu. So the quesadillas. Oh, my parents have gotten the quesadillas here, and they said they were pretty mad, unfortunately. Mm. Um, oh, they have an adult grilled cheese for eight fifty. Mm. We'll get into value later, though. Um, oh, they have like fancy pizzas. Oh, really? Yeah, hmm. yeah, interesting. They have a lot of things here. It's like they have such a huge variety of things. I would kind of like to go back and see, like, um, like if I would like anything else. The cheese pizza just says cheese. Duh. <laughs> it's pretty funny. Come on, drinks. Oh, wow. There's so many Benedicts here. There's so many different kinds of Benedicts, and I'm such a lover of Benedict. Oh, but I so don't want to be disappointed by their Benedict again. I really wonder, though, like, was that holidays like a freak incident of a bad day in the kitchen, or was... Is that, like, really how they do it? <laughs> I don't know if they're... I don't think their cocktail menu's on here. Mm. But... Oh, well. <laughs> but, yeah, so you got a bourbon smash, which is, yeah, bourbon, rye whiskey, and a bunch of other stuff. Let's see if it shows up. If I just Google it, sometimes that works. Oh, that's true. Well, bourbon smash is definitely, like, an actual thing. <laughs> Looks like, uh, I don't know, maybe this is mostly what it was. Mint, lemon, bourbon, and simple syrup. I don't know. I don't remember if they had simple syrup in mind, but yeah. it was pretty close to that it was it, it was basically like a citrus mint bourbon mix yeah it was uh, pretty damn boozy <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah mine the berry icy i saw some weird <laughs> i saw them making it and i was just like oh that looks so good i want one <laughs> but it was basically uh 
blue raspberry flavoring, flavored vodka. I think it must have been very flavored vodka. Mm. Even though it had like a very birthday cake feel. I wouldn't be surprised if it was like that weird birthday cake flavored vodka. Mm. And um, I'm not sure what else, but... It had a whipped cream. It had a whipped cream, yeah. It was very blue and it was blended like an icy and it had whipped cream on top. And it was such a little girly drink. <laughs> <laughs> it was, That was not very boozy. In fact... I have a big sweet tooth and that was too sweet even for me. That was like intensely sweet. Mm-hmm. And I always talk about how like I don't like it when my drinks are too boozy or too sour when I'm having them with a meal because I don't really feel like they like wash down my meal well enough. Well, this mm-hmm. was the first time I ever think I've had it be like, this is way too sweet. <laughs> it was like a big time sugar bomb. Mm-hmm. I still liked it though, but yeah, a little too sweet for my taste but that's what i get i mean i'm not like surprised or even like criticizing them for that Mm. (laughs) i do really like the idea like when i was in hawaii they have like so many like smoothie type cocktails with all these different like rums and fruits and sweet stuff and i i just i live for that shit i love it so much (laughs) (laughs) but yeah this was not it was a little off the mark it wasn't exactly what i was looking for oh yeah and you lost the cherry off of it oh yeah (laughs) i wanted to get this beautiful photo of my beautiful drink with a cherry on top but as i was walking the cherry just disappeared um but that's my fault i mean (laughs) who knows what happened to it in the on that lawn we ate at a picnic table on the lawn the view of the pool and the beautiful lights over the yard Mm -hmm. (laughs) so that was pretty nice Um, nice. but yeah i mean i'll get into my prime oh well we should mention well maybe we'll save that for the value section (laughs) The, the surprising cost of all this. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. But so I got what was called a prime rib sandwich, um, which was a deli roll and then just like lettuce, tomato and prime rib and then the side salad. The thing about it is, though, the Russian River Pub down the street, I know I keep mentioning this, but it is relevant. They have a sandwich called the Killer Prime Rib Sandwich, and it is just this delicious, amazing piece of steak, and it is so freaking good. I know I say that like a lot on this podcast. It is so <laughs> freaking good. It could be a new sound bite. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but seriously, it's and um i was expecting maybe not it to be as good but for it to be similar but it was just a roast beef sandwich pretty much Mm -hmm. i mean there's probably something about the meat that like makes it prime rib but it was not this like amazing piece of steak it was like sliced deli meat Mm -hmm. you know and it was not very different from like a sandwich you would just like make for yourself for lunch you know or get at the store and the salad was okay but it did kind of have like a bagged salad kind of vibe Mm -hmm. you know like i found myself like not really eating the lettuce and the Mm -hmm. dressing was kind of meh so yeah it wasn't that good and it was like when the waitress was like asking like oh what do you want for sides and since we didn't have like a menu we had to like have her list the sides so i kind of like panic ordered it a little bit <laughs> was right. so yeah it was it was good and it wasn't bad at all but it was also somewhat disappointing as well because i was like expecting better maybe that's a case of my own too high standards being spoiled by the pub but honestly if your food can't compare to the similar restaurant down the street then you know that's an issue for you <laughs> mm-hmm. you know you you advertise a prime rib sandwich that's just like a deli meat sandwich when down the street for the same price or maybe just a couple dollars more you can get like an amazing to die for prime rib sandwich that's like actual steak um like well, i don't know if prime rib is technically steak but you know what i mean mm-hmm. <laughs> um they use like angus beef i heard uh, the owner say um, and they're actually having trouble getting it now due to COVID. But, um, yeah, I mean, the comparison is definitely valid. So, yeah, kind of disappointed about mine, um, especially for, like, the cost. Like, I feel like I could have made that at home for, like, $5, and it wouldn't have even been, like, any less good. Mm. If I, in fact, if you include the salad, it probably would have been better. And I know that's a whole like cliche thing to be like, I could have made this better myself, but it was pretty prevalent in this specific occasion. I wasn't expecting just like a kind of cheap deli sandwich type of meal. I was expecting something better for what we, we ended up paying, you know, Oh yeah, for sure. So it didn't even feel like super restaurant quality to me, Mm-mm. you know, um, Maybe for lunch it would have been okay, but as like, yeah, a dinner meal, 
don't know, not super satisfied. Mm-hmm. Um, what about you? Um, so I got the brisket with the, on the Texas toast. And I don't know, I, what do you think of open-faced sandwiches? To me, that's kind of like defeating the purpose of a sandwich. <laughs> I've had open-faced sandwiches that are good, but a oh. lot of times they're ones that you can like pick up the bread and kind of just like take a big bite into it, mm-hmm. which is not the case with this. It was just no. like a pile of meat. <laughs> yeah. On a piece of bread. Right. And it like was not meant to be eaten together at all. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. So I ended up just like forking it into my mouth from the <laughs> just fork it into your mouth. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Dip it in and fork it up into the barbecue sauce. Oh yeah, the barbecue <laughs> sauce. Yeah. Which I like the barbecue sauce. It was like a upgraded version of the um of like what you would get like a Carl's Jr. Western cheeseburger <laughs> a lot better Shout than out to guilty pleasure <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> i well, had no idea <laughs> although i know this about you um too bad the carl's jr in santa rosa just turned into like some abandoned building <laughs> what which one? Oh, there's a bunch of them oh okay well, never mind. <laughs> <laughs> there's one by oliver there's a oh really oh yeah. well, no i know that <laughs> um open 24 hours really? this is not a carl's jr ad trust me guys <laughs> well no i know <laughs> carl's like near here? Yeah, the one that's down Stony oh, Point. Wow. Well, now I have an alternative to Taco Bell. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yeah, the brisket tasted good. It was good <laughs> uh, with the the barbecue sauce. I like the toast as well, but I also have the um, same criticism with the salad that it definitely tasted like it was pre-packaged. <laughs> yeah. Um, it didn't taste quite like, you know, like your, um, high school, like salad <laughs> meal, not quite that bad, but like, it still had the taste of it, of like coming out of a bag or something like that a little bit. Um, you could always tell because like the flavors of, of the individual items kind of coalesced together a bit. Yeah. So it had a little bit of that going on. And also, like you said, the salad dressing wasn't anything to write home about. It was just, it also sounded, or it also tasted like it was just something out of a out of a bottle that you can get like at Safeway or something. So, yeah, there was just a lot of, like what you said, a lot of feeling like, well, this isn't, much better than what you can make on your own with like just store-bought ingredients Mm -hmm. and that's such like a thing around here where you know we've talked a lot about like farm to table type of of experience and for the most part that's what we've been able to get when we go to a restaurant such as this and it just kind of fell short in that way like especially when we I mean, we're probably just going to have to get into the cost real soon anyway. Yeah. But, like, not only was it expensive, but it wasn't even, like, presented in a in a nice way. Right. It basically came in, in like, uh, like paper plates and everything. I mean, I don't like fault them too much stuff. for that because I think that's a coronavirus thing. Yeah, maybe. But, like... I mean, it's we not had, illegal, but... <laughs> yeah. We had real plates at... At um, at Hot Monk. And that's all that. true. That's real true. Um, but yeah, a few restaurants are doing real plates. Um, but like a even few, a fork, we got. That's true. Plates. But uh, some places are doing like mm-hmm. outdoor seating, bus your own table type of thing. Like um, right. the pub yeah, is doing the same thing. Um, so you know, eh, I don't really fault them too much for that, but. It kind of just, just feeds into the it. overall right. kind of experience. Yeah. I'm just looking at, like, how would they justify the cost for all this? Oh, and totally. Like, yeah. They just seem like they fell short in so many different ways. Yeah. Like, it did feel like, oh, this is something my mom made me for lunch and brought me, except <laughs> not even quite as good. <laughs> right. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> <You know? laughs> well, that's the thing. Like, all told, so much is forgiven. If the food is really good. Right. Like, um, like for example, you kind of get the same thing at Russian River Pub, but the food is so much better there. Right. Um, like, you know, the place we, we've gone to for casual food, like like Acre Pizza. <laughs> like, you just mm-hmm. get it in a donut box, but it's 
really good. <laughs> I noticed they started printing pizza on the donut box now, but oh, it's still they? the same box. Oh, yeah. how funny. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, well, I guess we sell more pizza than donuts. So. Yeah, probably. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, I want Acre Pizza now. <laughs> Can't talk about Acre Pizza without me wanting it. <laughs> Sergio said no to Acre Pizza last weekend for the first time in his life. <laughs> oh, I just didn't want it to be. It's something that I get sick of. No, I agree. <laughs> well, that was the last weekend. This was a while ago. This is, yeah. yeah. We ended up getting, what, breadsticks and round table. Yeah, we did. <laughs> um, but, yeah, let's just get into the price of things. So, okay. my dish, I think, was like 16 bucks. And my dish was 15 Uh-huh. And then we had our drinks. Our drinks. Oh, we forgot a food. We forgot our oh, appetizer. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, the the appetizer, how could I forget these? These were actually the only, like, real standout to me. Yeah, the best part of the meal. Yeah, so they, I don't know if these are um, going to be something that they permanently add to the menu, but it's definitely something worth getting, which are the honey... Um, honey garlic. Uh, spicy honey garlic wings, right? Yeah. Yeah, so... Yep, they they were very well sauced. <laughs> yeah, they were very we're saucy. And they were breaded they were and crispy, which mm-hmm. is good. Yeah. And this is one thing that I thought they actually stood up to the Russian River Pub, who is most famous for their wings of all things. Mm. But um, they don't, I don't, they I think their wings have a light breading, but this place like they did it really good with like the crispiness of the breading mm-hmm. and the sauce. They actually, the texture reminded me of Osceola's wings, but with a lot better flavor of the sauce. Mm-hmm. Um, and so the thing that can usually happen if you do bone-in wings is they don't crisp enough. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think they just had enough of the crispy breading around it that it wasn't an issue at all. And it soaked up the the sauce enough and sauce was good. It actually wasn't like terribly messy, <laughs> which is no. good because they didn't really give us a lot of um, a lot of napkins either. Oh yeah, that's another thing about this coronavirus stuff. Um, I had the issue with this when I went to go get some water. It's like there's this big weird line and everyone's all confused about where to go. So if you just want like napkins or water or something mm-hmm. and they can't really leave that stuff out anymore because they can't right. have things people are touching, then it's like it's a big issue, <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. that's like, oh, I've got to go wait in line for 20 minutes because I want like a napkin, <laughs> right. you know, it's kind of uh, a pain. Right, exactly. Um, and luckily at the pub, the waiter there, it's like, you still go to the counter to order, but there's also somebody who's like running around asking if everything's okay. Mm-hmm. Um, and they don't have that here. <laughs> mm. So it's just like, yeah, if you want something, you're kind of just screwed or you've got to go wait in the line. <laughs> Mm-hmm. It would be nice if they had like two lines or a line for people who are just picking up or just need something real quick and then an actual line for ordering. You know, like order window, pick up window maybe type of situation. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I mean, I know everyone's just doing their best here. But yeah, um, just going back to the fact that that process was not streamlined. <laughs> no, not at all. They have a lot of work to do. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, back to value. Yeah. So those wings were 10 bucks, I believe. 10 mm-hmm. or 11 I think they were 11. Okay. And then our drinks, how much were our drinks? I want to say the bourbon smash was 10 or 11. And mine was 8. Oh, okay. Yeah, so, yeah, I think then mine was 10. Mm -hmm. So, all told, with, oh, yeah, and so they uh, automatically add a 20% gratuity. Mm -hmm. And so, all told, our meal was... Just over 80 bucks? Yeah. Wasn't it like $82, tax and tip included? Uh Uh-huh. And it's just like, so Sergio treated me here because I had bought him two other meals. And this meal was more than both of those meals combined. (laughs) Right. And it was like... Not that good. (laughs) Like For the cost, unfortunately. It really was. Yeah. Yeah. Um, So... It's very hard to justify. (laughs) That was... Yeah, that was a a bummer because it was just uh like, okay, this place has to just blow me away for it to be worth 80-something dollars. And it didn't at all. No, not at all. If this had been like a $50 meal or even $60 meal, I would have forgiven a lot more. Mm -hmm. But it wasn't. And we... I mean, given we didn't really need that appetizer because we had like... More than enough food, even though we didn't like it that much. But that happened to be the best part of the meal, so I'm glad right. we got it. <laughs> but um, yeah, so, no, yeah. I'm still glad we got those those wings because yeah. otherwise it's been very mediocre. I have mixed feelings about the 20% tip too, because unfortunately, 
for the service we got. I don't think that that was worth a 20% tip, though I probably would have tipped that anyway because I almost always do tip 20% Mm -hmm. or more, especially during these ages because I know that, you know, servers are really struggling. But at the same time, their service, like, was barely there, you know? It was barely even, like, existent. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Um, Like, I don't really feel like we were, like, served. Like, someone took our order and made us drinks and brought our food. But I don't really feel like there was anyone there to, like, ensure her, like, needs were being met at all. Um, And the park, like, atmosphere, I guess one thing about it is, like, you just go get your food and you go sit in the yard and they just kind of leave you alone. And some aspects of that are nice, but... I don't know. I don't really feel like this was this was full, this was definitely not like full blown service. So I don't know. I like to have the choice of what I tip, you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> as opposed to them just being like, "You're tipping us twenty percent, okay, bye." You know, most people, most restaurants, I think, do like eighteen for automatic gratuity, but maybe things are just changing. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, anyway. Yeah, uh, it was definitely more expensive of a meal that we had planned on, and it was not worth it, unfortunately. Right. Yeah. Unfortunately. Yeah. And yeah, when you add the 20% tip and tax, that's an extra like 30% over your meal. So this 60-something dollar meal becomes like an 80-something dollar meal and puts it in a whole different category. I'm not complaining as that of that as anything against the restaurant, but it definitely is something to take into account. Especially when you're like checking out there and you get this sticker shock because they decided to add the tip on their own and you're like, wait, what? Oh. <laughs> it just like, it feels like so much less when you decide to add the tip than when they add it on their right, own. Right, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's a good point, yeah. When you feel like, even if it's customary to give a good tip, there is a, a there's almost like a responsibility you, you, that you get to feel good about taking right. when you... Um, when you get to do it yourself, you make right. that decision. It's just like, I'm choosing to give this tip because right. they deserve it, you know, right. not just like everybody gives a 20% tip. Mm-hmm. And they said that that was because coronavirus because they wanted to reduce interaction. So I don't know if it's because they don't want people like leaving cash on the table or what. Mm-hmm. Um, but But they do nothing to really limit interaction between people otherwise exactly so that kind of seems like bs yeah you know (laughs) like oh we just don't want to deal with like wondering how much people are going to tip us so we're (laughs) just going to like make everybody tip us a certain amount (laughs) right and yeah that's true i guess with like when you order at the counter they're they're like oh well if we're not like actually waiting on people as much then maybe they won't tip us as much i don't know maybe and you know i don't want to come off bad here like i definitely support tipping your shivers a lot during this age of coronavirus yeah and we always do and we always do in fact i i left uh, the owner of the russian republic a ridiculous tip the other day because she just seemed so stressed out and i Mm -hmm. wanted to like give her a bit of a break and they ended up being really nice to us you Mm -hmm. know and you know that's what i feel like tipping should be is like you give a reward for good service or your appreciation and that kind of creates goodwill and when it's like an automatic thing added to your bill that's kind of just all gone it's just like an extra charge basically Mm -hmm. it's like a service charge (laughs) right yeah anyway (laughs) yeah yeah that's basically what it turns out to be yeah so should we do number rating now uh yeah you go first okay i'm gonna give this place a six yeah because the food was pretty average um, the wings knock it up a bit because I did like those a lot. Um, the atmosphere is great. I do like the park type of setting and, you know, I'm a sucker for those overhead lights. <laughs> yeah, me too. Uh, <laughs> it's so pretty. <laughs> yeah, it, it was nice because it was like, uh, actually that day cooled off, but it would have been otherwise a pretty hot day and it's a good place to go and, and kind of cool off there. Mm-hmm. Um, you're nestled in the redwood, so you're you're out of the sun for the most part. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, so, yeah, it's like, but the value then knocks it down a lot. I'm just mm-hmm. like, uh, I might even like, depending on on how much money I have, <laughs> I might knock down that, that oh, yeah. <laughs> number further down. Because, <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's expensive for what you get there. It's right. just like, this is like a meal that normally you would, pay like per person it's like a 20 to 25 dollar meal like with everything like if you factor in even like tip and tax and stuff that's kind of like the price that i would feel 
okay with with totally spending. yeah no i agree with that and that's like what i feel like it should be but it ended up being but it was like, like a almost 40 twice time. that much yeah, yeah. yeah um per person it's like wow if you look at this you're like if you if you just took a picture of our our food and showed it to somebody and being like how much would you pay for a, for this meal <laughs> they'd be like i don't know like 20 25 bucks it's yeah. like what if, if i told you it was 40 bucks they'd be like get the hell out of here yeah, totally. And um, I just remember another confusing thing about the ordering process. They, so the way it works is, you know, they give you a number and then they bring you your food. The numbers were sitting like everywhere in the oh, yard. Right. And yeah, it yeah. made us very confused about like where we can sit. Uh-huh. Um, that's true. Uh, I don't know why I just randomly remember that, but that's kind of like another kink in the ordering process. Mm-hmm. It's like, take your numbers back so we know where we can sit. <laughs> like, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. So we order our, our food and then they hand us the the flag that has the number on it and then we're still sitting in line with this flag in my hand <laughs> like, yeah or standing in line with the right flag so in my we hand. can pay and get our drinks which yeah. is very confusing so it's um, like okay <laughs> yeah so that was kind of weird so it's like they definitely have not worked out the kinks in a lot of different ways mm-hmm. um so yeah i'll get into gosh my number rating is so hard here because i so appreciate like the role this place has had in my life as a lower river resident <laughs> um and I, obviously i just love the atmosphere um pretty much more than any other restaurant but you know, this is a food podcast. <laughs> I mean, the atmosphere counts, but this is, right. a, you know, the food during this experience, I feel like, should be kind of at the forefront of how I read it. Yeah, so, not to mention not having great experiences before with the Right, food. exactly. So, yeah, I think I would go with a six based on this experience. The food and the value were not great. Atmosphere is as good as ever. And, you know, I appreciate the owners. I appreciate what they do for the community. Mm-hmm. Um, I appreciate them pulling their, their themselves up from their bootstraps like that. Mm-hmm. I love the pool. I love all these different things. Yeah. You know, I want to support them. Gosh, I, I want them to get it together a little bit better so that their food will be a little better. I want to love this place. I would seriously be here all the time. <laughs> just like I'm at the pub all the time. Right. <laughs> but, yeah, it's just not quite there every time. It's just a little disappointing Mm. or maybe a lot depending on what's going on. But yeah, (laughs) Um, I will always love that pool though. Mm -hmm. Yeah. All right. Is that all we got to say here? I think so. A lot of, a lot of potential guys. Just get it together. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) All right. (laughs) All right, guys. That's been the episode. So until next time, dip it in and sauce it up. (laughs) <laughs> Gotta wait till you laugh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> like that signature. Okay, bye. <laughs> All right. <laughs> a bit saucy podcast. Dip it in and sauce it up.